So it's wet now. No, I was going to get a cloth. Um, good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Great to worship together. Great to quiz together. Um, and then I'm going to I'm going to share a few minutes here. Uh, it's great to see everybody. But um, it is always a joy whenever Lois comes home. Lois, so good to, to see you back. Um, Robert. Robert's always wonderful to see you. Uh, everybody else. But it's also really great that uh, new, like, Rich Hill people in the room today as well. Dasha and Dima and Oksana. Um, our Rich Hill numbers have increased overnight. Uh, so welcome. Welcome to the village, guys. Uh, great to have you here. Um, Eli's already been welcome. Why don't you just go around the room and just talk about everybody? Um, during the week, this this week I um I actually wrote a song about tortillas. No, actually, it's a rap. <laughs> All you want to know is West Philadelphia, born and raised. Playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Oh man, you can't stop that once you start. Oh man, everything within me wants to keep going. Chilling out, Max, and she. License plates are fresh, and there's dice number. If anything I said, this. Um, so, this, uh, every, well, everybody's in the room. This is what we've been doing the last two or three weeks. Um, it's really important for us, for us all, from the youngest to, to the oldest, that we are catching a wee bit of the heart of Jesus and it's seen clearly in his red his red the red letters that we have in the scripture and um we've been talking a lot about mercy and if you were to pick up um there's several threads that I think you can pick up throughout the scripture but especially several threads that you can pick up through the ministry of Jesus and one of them is without doubt mercy this idea of of mercy, you could like you could go on to, uh, you could Google it and find any sort of translation of it that you want. But this idea of showing, of showing compassionate treatment, and all of us can do this, kids, young people, adults, grannies, granddad, we can all do this. There's a responsibility. There's a call, I think, on us all, to show compassionate treatment when it is in your power to harm when it is in your power to withhold and um, over and over again over the last two or three weeks we've seen clearly that to love God you cannot separate this idea of loving God uh, from loving people and if we're going to love God if we're going to demonstrate a love for God and an understanding of what he's called us to it's going to be most clearly seen in how we love other people we have talked a wee bit about um, quite a bit it feels about showing mercy and not judgment so it, was, it is within our power to harm it is within our power to pass judgment but there is a call on us to show mercy because the scripture the words of Jesus and those that are living out the words of Jesus over and over again remind us that mercy triumphs over judgment Jesus said if we were to go back into the sermon on the mount this morning will say that Jesus will say things like you have heard that it's you've heard it said do not murder 
But I'm telling you that even if you, even if you have hatred towards someone, even if you have really ill feeling towards someone, you need to sort that out. That is not good. So whenever I'm talking about doing, doing harm, I'm not even talking about doing it, it being physical. There's within your power to harm even in how you look at other people, how you treat about other people, how you speak about other people. And this applies to us all. It applies to us whether it's in the school playground, the workplace, or within our neighborhoods. And uh, I've, asked, I've asked the boys at the back to show a, to show a video clip. Um, part of you can, you can sort of blame Andrew for this. It feels like now that we're doing this series with the men, every time I watch something, uh, it's with this view, having in mind, God in mind or God in view. Uh, and so this, this clip is from Shrek. Uh, so let's watch this for a couple of minutes and then I'll finish up. That's Throwback, the only ogre to ever spit over three wheat fields. Right. Yeah. Hey, can you tell my future from these stars? Well, the stars don't tell the future, Donkey. They tell stories. Look, there's Bloodnut, the flatulent. <laughs> you can guess what he's famous for. <laughs> All right, now I know you're making this up. No, look, there he is, and there's the group of hunters running away from his stench. Man, that ain't nothing but a bunch of little dots. You know, Donkey, sometimes things are more than they appear. Hmm? Forget it. <sighs> hey, Shrek. What we gonna do when we get out of swamp anyway? Uh, our swamp? You know, when we threw rescuing the princess and all that stuff. We? Donkey, there's no we. There's no our. Mm -hmm. There's just me and my swamp. And the first thing I'm going to do is build a 10-foot wall around my land. You cut me deep, Shrek. You cut me real deep just now. Hey, you know what I think? I think this whole wall thing is just a way to keep somebody out. No. Do you think? Are you hiding something? Never mind, donkey. Oh, this is another one of those onion things, isn't it? No, this is one of those drop it and leave it alone things. Well, why don't you want to talk about it? Why do you want to talk about it? Well, why are you blocking? I'm not blocking. Oh, yes, you are. Donkey, I'm warning you. Who are you trying to keep out? Just tell me that, Shrek. Who? Everyone, okay? Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Oh, for the love of Pete. Hey, what's your problem, Shrek? What you got against the whole world anyway? Huh? Look, I'm not the one with the problem, okay? It's the world that seems to have a problem with me. People take one look at me and go, Ah, help! Run! A big, stupid, ugly ogre. <sighs> they judge me before they even know me. That's why I'm better off alone. When we met, I didn't think you was just a big, stupid, ugly ogre. Yeah, I know. So, uh, are there any donkeys up there? Well, there's, um, Gabby, the small and annoying. Okay, okay, I see, I see it now, yeah, the big shiny one right there, right? That, that, that one there? That's the moon. Oh. Good stuff. Um, 
So that's a silly clip, but I and it was and it was voice acted. But I thought that that bit about they judge me before they even know me. Um, I know Ruben was laughing at me a couple of weeks ago because he said to, to his daddy, Uncle Neil's crying again. And if he was watching me watching this bit of Shrek, I was being like, like trying to compose myself as I um, was watching a cartoon. It's like there's no way you're going to get emotional over this clip with Shrek and Donkey. But I just thought there was something so, um, I just thought there was something so powerful about that clip and so powerful about that idea. And it just felt it lent itself to what we've been trying to communicate the last, uh, the last few weeks. Um. And so, with this clip in mind, Isaac, come you up and help me here with uh, with these few verses in James chapter 2. My brothers, as believed in our glory, glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes. A poor man in shabby clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and inherit the kingdom he promised, those who love him. But you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they the one? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong? Good boy. Thank you. Um, while we're while we're reading a few verses, uh. Amelia's going to read a couple of verses for me as well. Thanks, Amelia. Then Peter began to speak. I know, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through God, Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Thank you, Isaac and Amelia. Um, So really quickly, anybody want to tell me why Shrek was building a wall? Oh yeah, that's good. That's That's what the American preachers do. Halfway through the sermon, the piano player comes up. Isaac. Yeah, he was trying to, he was trying to keep people out. Shrek was building a wall because he got sick of people judging him before they had even got to know him. And I, and I just wonder if that's, the, if that's the case for people within our, within our spheres. There is judgments that we so easily pass. There are um, people groups that, that, that look a certain way, that think a certain way, completely different socially, completely different politically. And we make a judgment of them before we even know them. And so I know that we're not maybe, with the verses that we've read are not the red letters of Jesus, but this is the realization that James had because of 
his encounter with Jesus, this realization that Paul had because of his encounter with Jesus. And if we were able to read the verses that Amelia read for us in the original, it was it was this. It's like Paul was exclaiming, like he was like over the top in his uh, his this revelation that he had. I now understand. I now realize that's what Paul is saying. I now realize that he says nothing could be plainer that God plays no favorites. It makes no difference if we read it and uh, read those verses in Eugene Peterson's translation in the in the message the paraphrase uh, of the message he says that it makes no difference who you are or where you're from and i know this is really basic and i know that feels it feels 101 but i still need to remind myself i, I need to keep reminding myself of, of this until it becomes just like second nature that everybody that i encounter regardless of any opinion regardless of any status regardless of the verses that isaac read for us no matter what they're wearing no matter what they look like, no matter what, where, what part of town they've came from, anything like that, it makes no difference. And unfortunately, unfortunately, whether it's in the school playground or even we still seem to struggle with it as we get older, it does seem to matter. It does seem to matter how people look, how, the, how we treat them. It does seem to matter how they dress. It does seem to matter what part of the community they come from. Those things still seem to matter. And while they still matter, I think it's okay for us to keep repeating it and keep challenge, being challenged by it because favoritism, any type of favoritism, anything that reeks of favoritism has no place in the life of someone following Jesus. And so while we are pursuing to be more like Jesus, following the red letters of Jesus, um, if we can't get that far, at least be like donkey. If there's something you're going to come away with this, this Sunday, be more like donkey at least where you'll not make judgments. I love that, that donkey, like, just walking up beside Shrek and just saying, like, I, that's not how I seen you. Everybody else had seen you this way, but, but I, that's not how I seen you. And, and I love it that that would be the case for us. Whether it's walking up to a colleague or whether it's walking up to somebody in the school that has received, that all that's received is judgment, that we would be ones that would walk up and tell them that you see them differently. <laughs> Tell them that you see them, how Jesus sees them. And to go back to those verses in James 2, as I finish, the, 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 again, to, to use Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, he says, don't let public opinion influence how you live out this Christ-centered faith. Don't let public opinion. And so public opinion, not just, not just within the world, but also within the church, even within the church, there'll be an opinion that will tell you where you should go and who you should speak to and who you should dine with, who you should have around your dinner table. Jesus is completely breaking all of that down. And James had this revelation. Now he realizes. Paul had this revelation. Now he realizes that God plays no, no favorites. And I'd encourage you, there's so much stuff, and I'm not going to pick one of them out. You'll know what some of them are. The things that are dominant in our news and in our media, and that my encouragement to us, so we don't let public opinion influence how we live out a Jesus-centered faith, a Jesus-centered way. Nothing could be plainer that God makes uh, plays no favorites. And so obviously I'm joking that be 
more like Donkey. The goal is that we be more like Jesus and that we continue to show mercy. We continue to over overplay, overplay mercy and compassion. And um, Paul says, Paul says that in in one of his letters, can remember that them outdo one another. Like go out of your way to outdo one another in honor, in mercy, and kindness. So let me pray for us as we continue to try to do this from the youngest to the oldest. Father, I thank you for, thank you again for Jesus. Thank you for what he said that uh, that was that that just was ch- changed everything. It changed everything so much that those that were right were, were part of the church, those that were part of the religious establishment, had this complete revelation. They were able to say, "Now I realize that God plays no favorites." And so, God, I pray that you would help us again, whether it's in our classroom or wherever place we find ourselves in. That we treat people that it, like it doesn't matter where they're from. That we treat people that we think about people that it doesn't matter what they look like, or what they think, or what they believe. God, that we would continue to uh, pursue mercy that triumphs over our judgment. That we would continue, as we thought of last week, we continue to go and learn that because it's not always easy. It's not always our default reaction. And so we pray that you would continue to help us to go and learn what it means that you desire mercy, not sacrifice. Uh, so, Spirit of God, I pray that you would empower us and equip us um, to live out the red letters of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you all. Thanks for being here this morning. Love to see you at 6 tonight as we, um, as we pray and worship together.